and Alex out have money so you, you can keep listening to him while he has a roof over his head. While you're on Outcast.com or Amazon.com, you can purchase Periphery. It is a novel I wrote. There is a tradition around Christmas time that everybody gathers together in front of the Yule log, sings songs, sips upon eggnog. What better thing to have burning in that fire than multiple copies of The Periphery by Alex Bolin? By The Periphery, I mean Periphery. I don't know why I threw a random the in front of it. I did, but it's Periphery. You can find that on alexcast.com. Click on books and you'll see the books I've written. Periphery is one of them. Purchase it. Love it. Read it. Burn it. Don't care. Help me. For the love of God, help me. There's a PayPal link there if you just want to give me money. No reason to do that. Yes. Uh, the other place you can help me out is to get drunk at The Standard in Portland. You know what's great about The Standard? Everything. Uh, it is at 14 Northeast 22nd Avenue in Portland. Portland, Oregon, not Maine. It'd be weird if there was a Standard at 14 Northeast 22nd in Portland, Maine as well. Fucking creepy, man. I don't even want to think about it. Go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx, and you can find out all sorts of information about them. Uh, what kind of information would you find out there, Alex? Hmm, glad you asked. If you go on a Monday and get yourself a nice, cheap drink of vodka for $4. It's Portland vodka, and it's actually pretty good. Made of potatoes. None of that genetically modified corn bullshit. Or wheat, or whatever the fuck you make crappy well vodka out of. Nothing against crappy well vodka. It's gotten me laid many times. Sundays is $2 micro beer night. And that's like $2 for micro beer. It's pretty good. It's like a micro brew, not a micro beer. Micro beer would be terrible. It would be so little beer. And you're like, man, I really wish I had more beer. But you can have more beer. But it would be micro brewed. It would be delicious. Wednesday, $1 ham night. You get a hams for a dollar. I mean, it's really self-explanatory. Probably some other deals. I mean, actually, Monday through Friday, they have deals every night. And they have delicious food and some not-so-delicious food. Well, and the, the not-so-delicious food is still delicious, just really bad for you. But they also have, like, kind of uh, home-cooked meals uh, on one board and then, you know, nachos and chicken fries and other things on the other board. I tend to go on that board more often than not. This commercial sure is saying stuff. Go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. Tell them Alex sent you. Well, don't tell them on the website. I mean, I suppose you could, but for the most part, tell them Alex sent you in person. Or, what I mean, go to facebook.com slash the standard PDX, hit like, and then leave a little comment. Say like, hey, Alex sent me. And then, uh, then you know, no one will give a shit. <laughs> cool. Uh, enjoy this episode. Uh, Matt Latori is back on. And uh, it was a lovely time. We talked about a whole bunch of shit. Then we talked about even more shit after we turned the mics off, which I probably should just have left them on, but I'm a dummy. Okay, bye. <laughs> Guys, my name is Alex. I host a podcast. That podcast is this one. Because it'd be weird if I hosted a different podcast and I started to say that on this show 
And then you're like, well, Alex, what's that show? And that, that this one. So it's all cycles around. It's very Buddhist like that. Joining me in the studio tonight is uh, the one, the only, the master of the disaster himself. I'm not sure what that means. Mr. Matt Latori. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Oh, yes. Welcome back. Willkommen. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It has been uh, a bit. Um, I don't remember the last time we were here. I meant to look and I didn't because I get distracted readily and I tend to just not follow through with things. Much like on my arm here, I wrote the word rent and I wrote that yesterday and I've yet to actually write that check and leave it in the little mail slot. That'll, that'll never happen. I mean, it will because that she'll not let me live here if I don't uh, pay rent anymore. But um, there is, uh, I got completely distracted. Um Hold on one second, audience. What the hell is... Oh, here. You can put it on that. Yes. I saw you daintily putting it down. I was like, wow, really? Uh, that was very nice of you. But uh, if um, if you want to put your uh, thing down on something soft, uh, there you go. Thank you. And I, I'm not saying to cover it. I just mean noise voice. Anyway. Um, wait, rent, forgot. Oh, yeah. Were you... You were somewhere far away? I was I was in the Ukraine. What the hell were you almost, doing in the Ukraine? For almost three weeks. Yeah. It was intense. I actually went over there with my dad. Um, he works, uh, he works over there all the time. And for years he was like, one of these times you should go over there with me. And, uh, definitely not a place I would go a, and like just randomly and B, uh, my dad and I don't do things like that. Yeah. And, but I was just like, you know, the plane ticket was paid for and I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I'll go walk around. And so basically, um, he, it was ha- half work. So, and he works for the department of energy. He's a, and so he, he basically, <laughs> This is where it gets, this is where it gets fun. He, he basically, um, brokers entire fuel cell assemblies for nuclear reactors. So, yeah. Really? Yes. In, 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 in remote Ukrainian towns. Whoa. Yeah. So it was weird. And I actually, I, I was, I was thinking maybe we could talk about that a little bit. Um, but, um, nuclear energy in general, but I was, uh, it was really weird. I got to go inside an actual reactor. Um, I kind of was posing as, thanks to my dad, I was basically posing as a technical editor because it was super, super strict to get into this place. Yeah. And, you know, I was in my underwear getting scanned like two times for radiation. Holy shit. Like before and after you leave. So yeah. Because they didn't want to be liable for anything. But I was basically inside the dome looking into the water where the fuel cells, spent fuel cells are. And uh, I, I was really weird because I was kind of like, you know, I was all in white clothes. And I was like, yeah. it was really weird being there because I was like, is this safe? I wasn't worried about radiation, but I was standing, I was looking into the pool of, of fuel rods. Wow. Spent fuel rods. Yeah. But, um, so that was really crazy, and I kind of was blown away by uh, how much uh, energy that stuff produces. Yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. That's cool. I want to do that. One of the, one yeah. of the things, not, this is the bad side of nuclear Give me a second. Nootropics. Nootropics. One of the bad sides about nootropic energy is um, the uh, and the thing I'm interested in. And I'm interested in the positive side as well, but I desperately want to see Priapot. 
or Priapat, the, the, the city that got abandoned when Chernobyl went kerplunk? Yes, yes. Oh, God, I want to... That place looks fucking amazing, but apparently there's... They, like the abandoned amusement park. Oh, the amusement stuff. park is so cool, and there's like a baby <laughs> fucking nursery that's still there with like dolls in it, but apparently yes. there's there's mutated livestock, uh, livestock like animals that live there now. Like there's a herd of radioactive deer I've that have like, too, within yeah. a couple generations, have developed essentially immunity to radiation. Like, yeah. Or at least they're much more hardy towards uh, uh, radiation to the point that they didn't think they were going to have large uh, fauna in that region for, you know, they thought it was like going to be like a hundred, 200 years and they're all there. They're thriving apparently doing really well. Yeah, it's like, kind of like, it's like radioactivity d- doesn't necessarily kill everything. Yeah. It just makes them <laughs> strange. I mean, it, it fucks us up, I guess, but yeah, yeah I, I want to see that so bad. I, I would like to see a working one. That would be, I mean, that'd be cool too, but like, that mm-hmm. that Priya pod or Priya, I, I don't know how to say it, but oh fuck yeah, that looks badass. It, it definitely looked a little outdated. Like we're used to seeing brand new new seasons and trader what have you go yeah. up, go in apartments go up all over the place. But um, when I w- before we got actual in- uh, access and I was inside and like you know the whole overhead metal tubing and electrical things, I, I go this looks really kind of old and like it's been covered up just with like layers upon layers of paint yeah and like big you know big steel doors similar to like a submarine yeah and when you go into the actual reactor there's this this door that's like six feet thick and holy shit it was weird i and i basically wore a little beeper type device in in a in my little white suit pocket that showed me my current radiation count but it was only it was so it was so small it was basically akin to if you got an x-ray or yeah, if you were on a plane or something. Oh, yeah, so. that's yeah. No, I'm. I, I even shitty uh, nuclear plants have their safety protocols are so fucking strict. It's yeah. you know if you live down river of them and every day you're eating fish from that stream and drinking that was, from that stream. That was me actually in yeah. Tri Cities. That's where I grew up. I grew down uh, downwind and down oh, yeah. down river from the Hanford Nuclear Reservation yeah. that's over in eastern Washington. Yeah, and I've heard that's uh, that was a really shitty one and all sorts of uh, horrible drippage into the environment. Yeah, it's uh, um. Uh, can you turn your mic slightly towards your face? Uh, just uh, I see. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yep. Uh, you can hear the difference there, or you can move your seat, or you know what I'm saying. Like, just make yourself comfortable. But that's more the angle we're we're shooting for. Um, yeah, that's not. Ra- this radiation just got to my head. Yeah, no, I hear you. That's kind of yeah. You're shrinking your testicles and you know, <laughs> giving you uh, some kind of mutated sperm where your kids are gonna have the telekinetic powers but uh, only flippers for limbs that's why my dick's so small damn it yeah which i don't know how that worked and you know being in your you know what late 30s uh going to either <laughs> somehow it it it's it's time traveling uh, yeah. uh <laughs> radiation that went back and attacked how so how long has your father been doing this he's been going back and forth there for um i think 10 years jesus christ so he has he kind of started a little team there and um, it, thank God we had a translator. Without that, I couldn't even order water. It was so yeah. weird. it was pretty difficult over there. But um, you know, being over there, I, I was really it was really interesting to see uh, the Ukraine. It's a huge it's a huge country. It was you know it only got it uh, was freed from uh, being part of Russia in ninety one yeah, ninety one or right? ninety three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it hasn't been that long. Yeah. So there's a weird a very split faction between like a lot of the people there are still very. You know, pro-Russian. A lot of people want to be part of the European Union trade stuff yeah. and, be, and be part of that group now. But, um, but overall, everyone's still, you know, there's still everyone's generally pretty poor. You know, yeah. I mean, there's the there's a completely rich parts of town like Kiev, the capital. When I when we flew in, I thought it was just a you know, 
Kiev and Kharkiv, the two big cities, I thought were just kind of like these remote cities in the Ukraine. They're metropolis. They dwarf Portland. They're ten times the size of Portland. Yeah, I've seen pictures of Kiev and actually look pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, me. It, I yeah. thought I felt like I was in San Francisco or New York or something. It was yeah. crazy. I, though I would have felt better if you didn't say that second city because I was really happy that I knew a city in the Ukraine. I was like, oh, cool. Like look at me knowing <laughs> stuff. And honestly, I don't even think I've ever heard that second word you said. Yeah. What's the name of it? Uh, so they say if you look at it on the map, it says Kharkiv, but they say Har- I think they pronounce it Kharkiv. Either way, yeah, that's completely. So it's pretty close. It's really, really close to Russia on the uh, yeah, but yeah. It's, I mean, they're all part of Russia. Are they are they Russian speaking in in Ukraine? Yeah, uh. yeah. There's Russian. I, there's Russian and Ukrainian language, but I honestly couldn't tell you the difference. I, oh, there is a Ukrainian language. I think so. Uh, yeah, but it, is it essentially Russian? Like it just you know, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I know, uh, like there's there's Czech like Czechoslovakian language, but apparently mm-hmm. it's just Russian. I mean, it's not, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a dumb American years. So it's like, you're not really going to, oh, you, know, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. You know? And I definitely, when I was over there, man, I definitely felt like the, uh, I, t- I really did feel like the dumb privileged American. Cause oh, I, yeah. cause I was, you know, I'm not an old, I was with, you know, I was hanging out with people. My dad worked the guys that live over there. They're still in those like, kind of like cold war looking uh, uh uh concrete giant apartment high rise things uh, that yeah. you would think about you would think that exist in the middle of of Russia or whatever. Yeah. And it it was totally like that. Oh, that's fucking cool. And it was, I mean not I mean I shouldn't say cool, but yeah, no I'm saying I'm sticking yeah. with cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever, dude, we won. So fuck them. You know? <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. Fucking blue jeans and cheeseburgers went out. Fuck you. you know? Super friendly people though that love the they love to drink so it's yeah. it fun. Oh yeah, that's fun. What's it? So uh, just going there and drinking like ridiculously good vodka. No, yeah, that and uh, not they they just take shots of like uh, like we sip maybe occasional brandy. Yeah. Or um, cognac, and they would just buy that. It was a very various versions of that. They sit down at the uh, the dinner table, and then you would just drink that, and you don't take a couple of shots. It's till the bottle's gone. Really? Yeah. So at dinner time, I got used to doing that. Spent a lot of hungover days. Yeah. But had to get up and just keep going, and uh, it was fun. There, it was fun being with my dad. He doesn't really let loose like that at home, and he's kind of have a, has a different life over there. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. So, he, so he lives in uh, Tri Cities. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's not he's he's not a, a Ukraine uh, local. No. Yeah. No. That'd be kind of cool. And he doesn't speak Russian, Ukraine, uh, or whatever. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I thought he was a spy all these years. I'm still not quite convinced because. One Sunday at nine in the morning, we were in a kind of like a we were in a garage, which is basically like a like a, a giant storage unit, a one story storage unit of dilapidated garages. We went there at nine in the morning with some other people and signed. They signed some kind of document, some yeah. kind of government document, and nine a.m. Bam, multiple shots in this cold garage in a crappy town, and I was like, I mean, "What do you mean multiple shots?" Just like I said, like Cone, he walked into his garage. No, no, here you have to understand Sh- the, shots the wording. Yeah, shots because there's, there's, there's actually three different things shots can mean. And considering you preface this with your dad may have been a spy, that could have been yeah, you know, vaccines shots. of some kind. Shots like three in the back and Sergey, he no here no more. Or or shots like uh, uh, you know Stolat or or uh, whatever yeah. whatever they say in Ukraine. There was no just just liquor, but I I did get that vibe from. There were some guys walking around the smaller towns where you, you knew they kind of run. They were kind of like run the things. Yeah, yeah, kind of running things there. 
Well, here's the was this a business your father's been in for years? I mean, or some variety his of whole, his? yeah, his whole life. Yeah, your dad was a spy then, or in some way Something. gave gave yeah, because that means like during the Cold War, because that's in the eighties. I mean, it, yeah, it, the, the the wall was still up. If you're using any kind of business near that, yeah, and then not but what fifteen twenty years after the wall falls. He's able to be no. Your dad, of course, sold he, secrets. Well, he's, yeah. he, he was basically he, he's basically working on the sell the the sales of fuel. Yeah, and uh, and weird bad things like tri, tri, uh, tritium, the stuff that makes in like the day Timex day glow watches glow and. You know, as Italian, I don't think you'd be saying shit like that. <laughs> oh, day glow. Sorry, sorry. Uh, weird weird stuff. We just weird yeah. e- energy contracts basically. Yeah. There's like a Swedish guy from Westinghouse, which is a the, the, a uh, a contractor for the the tiny tiny little quarter inch uranium pellets. Yeah, that go into these fuel rods that are all put together. These 15 foot fuel rods, and then those are put in. You know, those are yeah. those are hit with something that causes the reaction. I can't remember what they're hit with, and then makes the steam, and yeah. then runs the. Yeah, it runs the the uh, generators for the nuclear fuel or nuclear energy. Yeah, there's uh, two things here. One, Westinghouse. Is there another thing that's famous called Westinghouse, or is that the thing I've heard of? Because that's a name that's very familiar. You to might me. be thinking of Random House Publishing. No, no, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm often thinking about Random House and rubbing myself in delicate places. That's a good but, no, one. but Westinghouse. Uh, that sounds very familiar to me. It does. Uh, I think it also. I, maybe they have their hand in food or something or. Yeah, I don't know. I just in my head like that's that's a very familiar name, but considering the 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 industry you're describing them being from, I can't mm-hmm. imagine I would have heard of them that way. So I wonder if they're one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what it is. I don't know. There, uh, anybody uh, who's listening in podcast land, uh, send me a uh, send me a Twitter at the Alex Cast, or you can email me Alex at alexcast dot com. Um, you know what it is. I know exactly. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's part of what, a three word thing. It's Nina 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 Westinghouse. There's a, hmm. there's a, the Westinghouse is, I, 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 it's, there's, there's, I see where the blocks you're not, are sitting. You're not confusing it with like that wood, isn't there a wood company called a warehouse, warehouser or? No. Never mind. I mean, also wood company. I, I would know about as much as that as uranium fucking, <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? Work with my hands? I like thought we were going to talk planes? about, I thought yeah. we were going to about buying and selling uh, lumber all, yeah, all, all right. night, all night today. Yeah. Let's, let's work out our molding skills. Jesus Christ. What am I? One of the fucking peasants that build the pyramids? Look, I'm a fucking intellectual. The only paper I deal with are the ones that my <laughs> words come on and the fact that I work with my hands every day, but that's, Besides the point, my character on the show is somebody that feels like he's better than the working class, even though I'm very poor and most skilled labor makes a shitload more money than me. Yes. Well, <laughs> but, you, got, you got microphones in your basement. Yeah, I got microphones in my basement and I'm, I can pretend to be a published author because I live in the land of self-publishing or the time of self-publishing. <laughs> yes. Oh, beer is delicious. Mm. Uh, yeah, so uh, did you just go straight to the Ukraine or did you stop anywhere else? Um, we basically just did a, a big loop down to the, I did go to the black, the tip of the Black Sea. So, um, so if you're in Ukraine and you go as far as south as you can, you're on the, the, uh, Crimean Peninsula, which is basically right on the Black Sea, you know, across the Black Sea would be Turkey. And, um, uh, it was the worst weather they had in 30 years. So oh, really? it was a rad vacation. What, what bad weather? It, Just stormy and rainy and cold. And, oh, okay. Uh. And this is a, like, right the, at that spot that we were at in, um, in the Black Sea, uh, is the number one place where, like, everyone from Russia goes to vaca- vacation. When yeah. It's, because it's the closest place they can go to be in, to get in, uh, remotely warm water. 
there's nowhere else close for them oh, yeah. other than the Black Sea. So everybody congregates there. Yeah. And uh, but the weather was so shitty, and it was uh, it definitely wasn't a summer break or anything. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But um, it was fun. There was there was some definitely some cool sights and. A lot of guys on the on the boardwalk with monkeys and eagles that you can put on your your arm and take pictures. Really, touristy pictures. Yeah, that's cool. I I don't mind a touristy picture in that. Like, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm thinking so American, but like, I don't I don't mind a touristy thing like that. But when you when you're like, oh, look, it's the Statue of Liberty, or or uh, I or what's what's that? What's the Big Ben? Uh. But when it's like, <laughs> check it out, I got a fucking monkey on my arm, like. <laughs> It doesn't really matter where you're at. Yeah, that's fun. Like that's a t- I'll get behind that. Like that's that's a kind of tourist trade I can get behind. Like mm-hmm. like I'm never gonna want a like a caricature. I almost said that word right. Done at like a boardwalk. But if it's mm-hmm. like some Romani gypsy type, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I draw your picture. Like yeah, of course I will. Like because that's, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Like put a monkey on my arm and let some gypsy draw my picture, and I'm a I'm a happy I'm a yeah. happy American. It's just yeah, it's you can't get quite the same thing here in the states yeah i mean you probably could you just have to go to some shitty part of the states yeah i mean pretty much i only go like if i get too far from 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 like an ocean i start to get a little nervous have you been out of the country no i well, it just canada okay um yeah and that was back before you needed a passport now that you need in. a passport uh yeah we literally had the idea and then two days later we drove to montreal like the first time we went and so I've been to Montreal. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were over on the east. Yeah. 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 We were like a six hour drive from Montreal or something like that. Um, and then I went to Toronto once. Pre 21 years old or post? Uh, well, we were post their drinking age. I forgot what, what year that was. Yeah. I, I, I'm, it was 18 or 19. I think it was 18 years old. You yeah. could drink over there. It was definitely younger than ours because that's yeah. why we went. Not why we went. We just kind of had the idea of like, wait a second. Wait, Canada is that close? Like, I guess none of us had occurred to us that we're now people that own cars mm-hmm. and Canada is not that far away and gas wasn't expensive back then. We're like, Oh, we just point the car North and we'll just go to Canada. And then yeah. that, that, and that's the eye opener. You were like, Oh God, there's a whole world out there. Yeah. My thing <laughs> is I like, I've, I have like a desire to, to go abroad, but it's not, it's not great. Like unless I have like a lot of disposable money, I just don't oh, really, yeah, yeah it's, like yeah. it's not it's not that money's holding me back it's just like it's not something that's like so on the list like oh my god i need to go like i don't have that like travel bug like i've got like the you know not not to be like fluffy but i got a writing bug like i got shit to get done so it's not like it sounds like you need to if you do go to if you do go out of the country to, you it sounds like you need to stay there a long time that's what i mean yeah that's more like right. my travels like my thought of like like I'd want to go to like England for a year, like yeah. just like some like take oh, a year absolutely. in London and just write a book there. Like that would be fun traveling for me. But I don't want to like like oh like like not let me cr- th- let me try to cram in as much as I can in this. Week. Yeah, that just like seems like like yeah. that's like work. I don't want like it oh is, great, yeah. I ran around and have pictures of me in different places. Like I don't like pictures of me here. Like <laughs> totally you know, I, I got I got shit to do. So if I could summer somewhere, yeah, maybe I'd, I, that's the kind of travel I'm kind of interested in. But like, yeah. all right, we're gonna do. All right, six hours in there, and then we'll take the tube, and we'll go to like, France. All right, then we'll look at Paris for a minute, and then, like, no. This, we'll go we'll yeah. eight hours in the museum. Yeah. Five hours looking at churches. Yeah. It's one of the, like, I, I like a museum, but it's one of those, like, I like a museum when it's like, man, I've been living in this town for, like, I haven't been to the Portland Museum. I've been really <laughs> thinking about going now, because I'm like, I've been living here for, like, eight years. I should probably, like, go over there one of these days. It might be time. Yeah. 
because it's that's what I did in New York too. That's the first time I went to the Met. I was like, yeah, I've never been to the Met. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there now. It's just because it's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I've I've lived here for long enough. I got time. And- you probably you like the uh, like what, what's the the is it the uh, space and the bleh, the aeronautics and space museum in Washington D.C. You could you someone like you could you could hang out there for three or four hours. No yeah, pro- I was I was no there when I was, a, I was there when I was a kid. I liked that a lot. Um, you could touch a moon rock, which was neat. And they had the uh, you can sample well they, a- astronaut ice cream. That's true. Yeah. Or you can buy it in the gift shop. Yeah, I, I just I remember touching the moon rock and I remember um the um the uh the kitty hawk plane which i don't remember the name of the first uh wright brothers plane mm-hmm. uh was hanging from the ceiling and some other i think it's still there there's I a think. couple oh yeah i'm sure it's not like it's not like somebody stole it or flew, you know flew it out um but i, I remember i was too young because there was a couple like there was a couple really famous things that i didn't know what they were like uh i don't know rickenbacker's plane or whatever like like one of these like i i didn't know anything about that at that point so it's like oh wow mm-hmm. that's uh, an old plane that's on the ceiling like this, like that's I. I'm not wowed by this because I've never fucking heard of it before. Like I knew the Wright brothers. You're like I, you're like you're like I. You're like, yeah, but I have seen a plane before, and that looks a lot like one. Yeah, and that actually just looks like a shittier one. Like I, you know, I we flew to Florida, and that plane was like a lot better than that piece of shit. You know, <laughs> look at that thing. <laughs> it's got like a glass bubble on top. Fuck real, that plane. Yeah, real impressive. Yeah, great. Real yeah. impressive museum. Yeah, way to go. You know, where where's the stewardess in that one? <laughs> Going first person yeah. to ever break the speed of sound is like, would, would you like some peanuts, sir? Uh, after seeing, I, I've never been, but I have had, I've seen some pic, friends' uh, pictures of the. Is it the Natural History Museum in London or Paris or London, right? Yeah, London, and that was, the, and the architecture of the building looks just incredible. It's just, it's just cavernous, just huge steepled ceilings, and they have like they have like skeleton uh, monkey skeletons hanging, like as if they were swinging. Uh, oh, that's cool! Yeah, at, on parts of the walls. Yeah, and I, I was like, "Oh, that looks fun." The, yeah, the natural uh, uh, the natural history museum in New York has a uh, full size blue whale ha- hanging from the ceiling. Oh god, that's fucking cool! Like I went there when I was a little kid. Like one full size T Rex, uh, like articulated skeleton, and you're like, "All right, I'm a kid, so this is literally the best thing that's ever going to happen to me." Oh yeah, like I didn't know what blowjobs were yet, so like I pretty much found like the best thing that can happen to human being at that point. You found a religion in dinosaurs. Yeah, because oh, well, you know, I'm a male child in in an era that uh that fucking believed in dinosaurs. So goddamn, I was obsessed with them. And then it's like, oh, there's a full articulated one just sitting there looking at me. It was yeah. real. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I never had any doubts. I was, you know, I was, I was obsessed with those fuckers. I went to a I went to a live podcast a couple weeks ago of Radiolab. Oh, was I? Oh, really? And they had like, yeah, they did this huge dinosaur. They basically did. What the, basically a version of um, wh- the real story of why how they went extinct. Oh no shit! Yes, it was. Yes, it was a meteor. It didn't. It didn't land and then just darken the earth because of dust and killed the plants and everything yeah. died. It was basically basically that the thing went hit the earth, but similar to a, a bullet does when it hits sand. If you slow it down, uh, you see this giant spire like of. Uh, after it goes down, you see this giant spire shoot back up, and basically that's what they say happened. Um, these gases just shot back up, froze, and then kind of like froze over the earth, and then came back down in glass pellets. Oh! And showered the earth in these glass pellets. Uh. And when they came back into the atmosphere, it, there was so much of them, and it was so hot that it just baked everything. Whoa! 
as opposed to they just died. They 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 couldn't eat the plants because they were all burnt. But it, it uh, basically they were saying all the dinosaurs died in like a matter of and the on the whole Earth two to three hours. They were just roasted, and there's wow. and there's that one line in in uh, Earth sediment which shows yeah the uh, KT boundary yeah, yeah, that, yeah I was trying to I was like so, yeah. I was going to say some kind of letter boundary I told you I was obsessed with fucking dinosaurs <laughs> when I was a kid I still got a lot and they, of that and they, yeah in my head. and they show it they show it they yeah. go, go there's you go see this gray line this gray line and the there's no dinosaur bones above this yeah, yeah here's the here's the interesting thing about that I mean uh, I mean obviously that's fucking fascinating I mean let me let me the other interesting thing about that that I find odd I. So that thing happens, of course. Mm. Yes, your theory is your theory. You're not your theory, but that theory is fine and valid. It sounds, it sounds fairly sound, but okay. But, but what, what about the ocean? The ocean was full of fucking monsters, giant megalodon sharks that could eat a fucking village with one bite. And if uh, they were saying if they were low, as long as they were, uh, if, as long as they were deep enough, they were fine. But, okay, yeah, but why are they not here anymore? The coelacanth still here. Some sharks are still here. Why did some? See, that's, there's still blue whales. Yeah, this is horseshit. Well, I don't think whales were um, around well, back then. Well, there's whales and sharks and alligators and. Um, no, no, but I mean, like, like if you have like the top predator in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like a megalodon. Thing. Yeah. Why does that die out? Where? Why the plesiosaur die out at the same time as the land animals? That's why I thought mm-hmm. that. That's why I thought the darkening sky made sense because it would also have an algae death. And so algae dies, that means the next thing up dies, that means the next thing up dies. So yeah. it's only like a scattered, you know, not a scattered few, but there's selective groups that survive. So the giant things would die off because it's, you know, it's next food down starts dying. Yeah. And the, and the hypothesis was that like what we descend from, the thing, one of the things that did survive was things that were, you know, underneath a certain amount of topsoil, you know, buried. Oh, yeah. We were like little shitty rats. And yeah. Stuff. It yeah, was a yeah. shrew. Shrew. Basically, that's, yeah, that's yeah. basically like they were calling it shrewd, shrewdinger. Yeah, something, something like shrewdinger. Or, yeah, it's, it's something cutesy. In and science, I was like, yeah. and so they were like, that's what humans evolved from this this shrew rat yeah. thing. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> that's and they and then when they were doing the radio lab show, a guy came out in a little mouse costume. Oh, that's adorable. Where was this? At the uh, Keller. Keller, oh, 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 in town. Keller yeah. Auditorium. Oh, I didn't realize what was happening. Eh, I wouldn't have gone anyway, but I would have thought about going and then felt bad not showing up. It was pretty, yeah. it was, it was interesting. Well, I love Radio Lab. I'm, I'm a big fan of that show. I just, uh, I don't go to things because there's people there. You go to comedy? Rarely. And that's usually, like, well, I usually no, have to gonna, kind of talk gonna, myself into it. We got to go again soon. Yeah. The only, the really, the only reason I went that time is because it gave me an excuse to try to have a, uh, try to have a, a gathering of, uh, fellow Death Squadians, which, uh, mm-hmm. Didn't work all that well. Well, there's a few, but yeah. You know, oh yeah. You know, not not the best gathering that's ever happened. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind going to comedy. It's just for the my my thing with comedy is this: is I always feel awkward, and this has happened to me a bunch of times going to comedy. And I used to like going a lot more, but like I don't laugh out loud a lot. I'm more of like a hey, that's funny. And uh, I, that's I, true. You don't. And laugh I mean that in like a and I generally like I really find it funny. I mean, sometimes somebody will like really break me and I'll start laughing out loud. But I mean it like I'm genuinely like, wow, I'm very pleased. Like I'm flush with endorphins. That's how that's but, how you that's how you express. Yeah. It's your, just, you, 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 you hold it on the inside. Well, I even hold it. I just I'm laughing on the inside. I don't feel the need to make a noise. But every now and again, <laughs> it, like I'll I'll be the the guy that because, you know, when a when a comedian when a comedian when a comedian. <laughs> Is on stage. He always, you know, the, that public speaking thing where you catch like, you know, six people in a crowd and you go back and forth through them to kind of like make it look like you're being with, you know, you're 
interacting with the whole crowd. It's just, you know, one of those tricks that makes you think you're having a one-on-one experience. Right. I, I'm inevitably, and not, not by any like I'm special thing. It's just, you know, inevitably maybe it's just I'm tall and I got a fat face, but like inevitably either next to or the person they check in the audience, not check, but like, you know, when they're doing their rounds of trying to be, and so uh-huh. I, they're like, Oh, I'm bombing with that guy. Like I fucked Brian Regan set up one time for like half a joke because he was looking at me when he had a fucking killer line. And I'm like, Hmm, yeah, that's funny. Just a little smirk. I mean, I'm I'm dying. Like it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. You're just containing but it. I'm just like, he he looks at you and he's like, they're not. They're he's not like, get- that guy, yeah, I didn't get that guy at all. But like, no, that's fucking hilarious. It's just not <laughs> like like. And I'm not saying I'm a stand up, but like stand ups don't really laugh either. Like if you watch a stand up during a stand up set, like if they're watching their friend, yeah, even if they've never heard it before, they'll be like, oh man, that's really funny. But that's yeah. the best. The you know you know a stand up is having a good time. And he knows it's working when the the his his act or his, the conversation buckles the that buckles them over. I like seeing it when they, oh yeah, yeah when they're when you see that they're not doing rehearsed material yeah but they're just they're like hey hey guy you they you know they point maybe they start talking to us like what do you think about blah 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 yeah and a guy a crowd a crowd member throws out something rad and then it just buckles over the comedian and that's that's always fun that's a lot of fun I have seen and this and this is very common. But I, I, it, I makes me want to puke. Is when comedians fake it, like where they they're like, oh man, I can't get through this joke kind of thing. Where, and some comedians do it really well that you think they're actually just having so much fun, and then mm-hmm. other comedians are like, oh dude, you're seriously faking having so much fun that you can barely get the joke out. It's like <laughs> you can almost see in the notebook he has written down, this is where you fake that uh, being broken mm-hmm. up. It's like, oh this, oh, yeah. oh you've made us all feel a little dirty. <laughs> like this is awkward now. <laughs> let's 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 go back to you just saying jokes, <laughs> dance monkey, because this is just embarrassing. Oh yeah. No wonder you don't get acting gigs. Well, imagine how many times they got to do the same the same routine. I mean, for a, for a touring comedian, there's no way they can just freestyle every night. There's just oh yeah, no. I mean, I, I, so most they gotta... of the time they do the exact same set. It's just yeah. it's just a it's just so just sickening where they have to do the fake laugh where they have mm-hmm. to like fake that they're breaking up because they're having so much fun like i get it part of the performance is yeah. you want to look like you're having fun you have fun they have fun but when you do the f- it's ugh. like there's saturday night live people which i haven't watched that show in forever so this is a terrible way for me to describe this but i've seen where they do like almost the fake oh my god it's so funny that i can barely keep on script like and, um and no one in the no one's laughing. Yeah, like Will Ferrell did it pretty often, where it'd be like, <laughs> "Look at this!" Like, "Oh, this is wacky," and it's just like, "No, you're just doing that. Like, you're you're forcing this moment. You're not. This is not yeah. genuine. Like, there's no truth in your art, sir, and I demand you stop." <laughs> he, he, Will Ferrell did do that a lot. Yeah, he's like, if it if it's not working, I'll just keep going. Over I mean, more, it's a, more and more over the top. It's effective. I, I shouldn't have brought, I shouldn't call him out because he he. I mean, he did it well, but. It you can you can see how uncomfortable that would be if someone did it poorly. Where it's yeah. like, oh, this is gross. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's never let's never. Or the um, the other one that kills me about stand up is you. And this is usually you know people that are just starting. So I'm not I'm not calling them out for it. But it's when an established headliner is still doing it, where they go, oh oh oh, and they pretend they just thought of something, and it's obviously really really rehearsed material. Like it's <laughs> this really fast paced. There's almost rhymes in it. It's like 
Oh, don't pretend you just thought, like, I mean, I get that you, you're pretending you just thought of the rest of the act, but, like, when this is obviously kind of your closing, like, really rehearsed, smooth little, like, yeah. you know, two-minute chunk of, like, really fast-paced stuff, you can't pretend that just came off the top of your head, man. <laughs> like, that's, mm. no one's gonna buy that. You just really, you just really made me doubt the rest of your act. You probably oh, yeah. weren't at the restaurant and that funny situation happened. I doubt your veracity, <laughs> sir. And that's what I'll say. I, I slam you, my monocle down on the table and say, you, sir, are a prevent. Barricator, and should I leave. stand up. Yes, in the middle of the club. I oft wave my finger at people accusingly. <laughs> that's that's my form of heckle. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you for using oft instead yes. of often. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, I also that's uh, no problem. I, I like I like saying uh, stupid <laughs> words. Uh, uh, prevaricator. I was happy I came up with that because like I was midway that's through saying stupid shit. No, prevaricator is a liar. One who practices mendacity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I like when I come up with the fancy, because I have a good vocabulary mm-hmm. when I'm reading, mm-hmm. but it, it's sometimes it'll just fail because I'm like, I know, I know a fancy fun word here. Mm-hmm. And it just, my brain does not want to throw it out. I'm like, sweet. I came up with the one right there because mm-hmm. that felt like one of those situations where like, you, sir, a guy that lies a lot because you're bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that, you, that word, what was that word you just said? Hurricaner? Yeah. That yeah. reminded me of, a, I think it was a bore. I think it was a Borges in a Borges poem that I, I totally started obsessing with for like six months. He was like, he, it was indefatigable pertinacity, Ooh, which nice. is just like, yeah. you are so, you just, you have unrelentless, yeah, uh, perfection. Yeah. You're just striving for, you're pertinent, you're pertinent, you're, you're pertinacity. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, man, I wish people would talk like that. Yeah. Well, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, I do often say shit, not necessarily like that, but n- near that level of confusing articulation. Mm-hmm. And um, people get mad at me and and say I should speak more plainly. Well, so it's actually that's, I don't agree with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty tough to be around at times. But uh, no, it's uh, there. It is a double edged. True. It is a double edged sword where there is a certain amount of like when people start thinking you're making fun of them because you have a better vocabulary. It's like no, I'm just really just having fun. Like. It's not like if you start talking about like sports figures in front of me, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're making me feel bad because I don't have them memorized. Like, it's the same for me. I just, I find amusement in words. You find amusement in uh, <laughs> baseball statistics. Like, I don't mean, I'm not trying to denigrate either. Like, no. I just mean, that's where my joy comes from is, is word fun. But yeah. for some reason, people like really take it offensively. Like you're trying to rub it in their face. And it's like, no, I mean, I honestly don't understand how fantasy fucking points work. I don't, it makes no fucking sense to me. I don't <laughs> quite I grasp that either. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 excuse me. I watch basketball, but when the fantasy football guys are checking the phone, I don't really know what's going on. I mean, I get the concept, but I don't get the concept. Like, yeah. all right. So if you have this, this, I, and I don't want answers from this audience. I, I honestly don't care. I just want to articulate what, um, where I'm confused. Not that I'm completing it. So like you draft individual players mm-hmm. and you're, you're given points for their performance, depending on what position they play. I get that. But then there's situations in which um, you'll have the quarterback and then then your your opponent will have um, the the receiver. Right. So you'll get a point for the quarterback throwing it and then the other guy will get a, a point or whatever it is for for catching yeah, how it. many yards he received. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. But that's just like, that's dumb because you guys are fighting each other. I mean, the, the fantasy people are on different teams, but you're actually kind of rooting. It's almost like you're rooting for your rece- your guy to receive it run four yards and then fumble. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Cause like if you have, you know, uh, <laughs> let's go back to vocabulary. Well, we know like you have Mr. Okay. Your team has Mr. Catchy ball on it. Your fantasy team. <laughs> and my team has Mr. <laughs> Throwy ball. 
Well, I don't know the names of any receivers. That's, um, that's perfect. I know one's called Moss. Yeah, let's do this. Wait, no. Okay, you're Moss, Moss versus you, you have Moss, and and I, I have Tom Brady because I know who that is. So Tom Brady th- and and they're on the same real life team. But you've got uh, Moss on your fantasy team. I got Brady on mine. So Brady throws the ball and you catch it. Mm-hmm. Now on the fantasy team, so Moss catches it, Brady throws it. On the fantasy team, two different teams get points, even though the, the fuck that's. I'm, there's probably people that play fantasy who are like, you are the dumbest man that's they're ever like, lived. They're like, it's not that complicated, but they're like, so whoever had both either of those players got points. But what? So would they just cancel? I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's probably like, this is probably part of the strategy and we, it's really we, fun. We should go to a football game. No, I know, I know how football works. I like, I watch football. I know I do. I watch it on Sundays. I just don't, I don't have a team I follow. So I just like, yeah. I, I literally just like watching the game. Like, I think it's fun to look at, but I don't, I'm not a memorizer mm-hmm. of, again, this goes back have to the Have you heard about, have you heard about the, where they, the, the stopwatch that was actually brought out and during a football broadcast, there was actually 11 minutes of play. Oh yeah, they did that. I was yeah. like, I love, and that's why. So that that kills me. And then I, I I'm sorry if people, have, if friends of mine, have heard me say this before. But with with like hockey and soccer, and and baseball to some extent, if the score of a game could be one zero, I don't think I can watch for two hours. Could be zero zero. Um, like I, that's why I, the only thing I can really get excited about right now is basketball because. it's you know, there's over a hundred points in the in a game, and it's it's fast and it's quick. But like, if you're gonna watch something for two or three hours, and it could be one zero zero zero, it's that it, that's a little frustrating for me. See, I I I like uh, I like hockey a lot, and if I was in a country, that, oh, that's right, you were. I remember we were talking about hockey. Yeah, earlier. if I was in a country that liked soccer more. Or I, I like had it on TV more, I'd be a big soccer fan. Yeah, that's but true. The thing is, and it's the same as football, is that. You're not watching it for the goal, or in football, you're not watching it like it's the. It's for the individual players. It's the well, it's, and the gamesmanship going on, like the the chess match of two coaches, two quarterbacks, you know, like going against each other and trying to outthink the opponent. So a lot of the game is played like when the quarterback is like you know saying those random things to try to trick the opponent into mm-hmm. going off sides or like trying to think it's a passing play when it's like all that. And I'm not saying I understand that on a on a any kind of level beyond you know. a chess a chess match is a good way to say that i've heard that yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that same analogy especially with um uh baseball they're like it's like chess on a field yeah like baseball baseball is is uh baseball i think chess is probably a good analogy i think um hockey uh football and and soccer i'll go with backgammon also a lot of very complicated <laughs> hockey, hockey seems the hardest but very complicated, yeah. lots of rules. Like it's really strategic. But it's, I mean, chess is ridiculous. I mean, chess is like, <laughs> I mean, that's absurdly complicated. How about we? How about fantasy chess league? Yeah. So I want to. You know, I, I I'm not <laughs> kidding. I think they have that. Uh, they have. Uh, I think you can like kind of uh, during tournaments. I think you can. Uh, you can go I think in on, kind the, of on like, the best players. Yeah, and then like depending on like how many how many. Uh, how many games it takes for them to, oh, to I'm, take I'm the match sure, and I'm that sure sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure nowadays you can get online and see who are the top chess players in the world. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think, I think they, there's leagues of people that follow it, and then you're playing a league. To, I mean, essentially, it's fantasy chess. Like, that's actually a thing. Wow, um, wow. Well, I know there's fantasy poker. I don't know how popular it is, is but there's there a really? fantasy poker league where you, you kind of follow a poker player that you like, and then, like, over the course of, I guess, the major tournaments, you kind of get points according to... Really? I mean, it, I didn't look that deeply into it because I I thought that was one of the dumbest things ever. Because 
I can't play professional any sport ever. It's never going to happen. I can play professional poker. I'm not going to do well, but mm-hmm. put me at a table with professional poker players. I'm not saying I'm going to win a hand, but I'm not going to die four minutes in. Like I'll last a really long time because I'll know how to fold. I don't want, you know, I could probably get a couple, a couple of just the annies and the blinds going around. You might, I you, can you might win myself. a little bit. Yeah. I can handle myself. There's fucking put me on. A, I can't. On, 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 I'm, on, I, I'm horrible at cards. Dude. But either, but okay. Cards or NFL linemen. Trust me, you're a lot better at fucking cards, you know, like, so there's a certain, yeah, there's a certain amount of fantasy that like, all right, that's cool because I could never be a lineman or a, or a quarterback or any of those things. Uh, however, you fantasy f- fucking poker, just play, play poker. There's no, what the fuck's the point of the fantasy? There's, the, the, there's no fantasy. You could just do the thing. It's not, there's nothing stopping you. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's not like you could just, you can't spend a few hundred dollars and then go, all right, I'm suiting up today, Mr. Belichick. It doesn't work, but you can spend a few hundred dollars and go, all right, I'm in the World Series of Poker. Well, it's like 10 grand, but still, it's. Yeah. Well, we should just make a fantasy, fantasy something else league. Something even, something so obscure that even Portland wouldn't, wouldn't approve. Um, hey, Mike, can I fantasy, steal one of your beers? Yeah, go for it. Fantasy podcast league. Okay, that's actually dumber than my idea. So well done. Um, I my idea was uh, fantasy writing league. Yeah, okay. Where it's you take your favorite authors. Okay. Uh, and it would be it would have to be multiple year going. Oh, that could be and good. Then based that could on, be good based on the awards <laughs> they get. I was thinking sci fi because it, like they tend to write more books. But it has and to be somebody awards. that's some. But it's got to be somebody that's still kind of producing, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know you like you know who wins the most nebulas in a few years? Like I was you know obviously I didn't figure out the entire system of it, but it'd be really funny. Is not the word. Um, Argu- it, arduous. Yeah. It would be the kind of dumb that I find funny. Like the, like there's nothing I find funnier. That's why I love bad puns. Mm. There's nothing I like funnier than taking legitimate thought power, doing something that's honestly clever. Like you're putting together a puzzle, or and it's for no good. Nothing. The world is not helped by the amount of like brain horsepower you just wasted, and that's no. what I love. So that's why a fantasy fucking writing league would make me really that would just tickle me because you're just the hours wasted, and it's not like it's it's dumb. It's actually very smart, but it's the dumbest way you could be smart. Like it's just insane. <laughs> it's you know that's why I love a bad pun because it's like literally they're they're incredibly clever. But they're fucking horrible. So the whole thing is like you're really just wasting time coming up with something that adds no value yeah. to the world other than annoying your friends. Oh, totally annoying. But it's actually really clever because you're. It takes there's a certain deftness to it to try to get like a just a just a steaming pile of horseshit pun out there and just have people go, oh no, you just oh god, why uh, did you even fucking think about that? Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 That that, that all that is ringing in my. The only thing that that's making me think of Ursula K. Le Guin, Portland's own. Oh yeah, because she's because she's still writing. Yeah, and uh, and that and that new bridge that being because people can submit names for that new bridge that's being built. Um, what is it between the Morrison and Hawthorne or Hawthorne and Selwood? Oh or? yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, between what is the, that one? It's between the the Pow, the whatever the Powell Bridge is called and the next one down. It's the uh, the pedestrian and and Max yeah. train or whatever. Yeah. So they were they were putting a. a oh no, no, a, it's, not. it's between the Markham and the Powell. Whatever the Powell Bridge is yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. And so they're putting a vote to the people of Portland. Is like, what do you want this bridge to be called? And one of the big forerunners is the Ursula K. Le Guin Bridge. But I also, but I agree with a lot of people. Same with, same with Tom Hardy. I'm going on a tangent here. Tom Hardy, uh, portraying Elton John in a in a in a, in a movie coming up. Oh, is that really? Yeah. Huh. And I go, wait a minute. 
he's still alive. Ursula K. Le Guin's still alive. Don't don't memorial, memorialize a bridge or and don't do a docu- a movie documentary on somebody who's still living. Yeah. Is that, um unless they're like um, I unless they're like I, I I don't I don't think Elton John's that big of he's not that big of a star to me. I'm more I I'm more against the bridge than the movie. <laughs> I agree with you on the bridge and and agree with your reasoning. So to be to be named after to have yourself named after a bridge, a bridge named after you, excuse me, you should be dead. Yeah, I think got, I, I I want to word that the other way though. I think to name a bridge uh, after a person, that person should be dead. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I kind of worded that the exact same way. I just don't want to wish Earth Le Guin anything bad because I like that one. <laughs> but no, because the movie's so like it's it's so temporary. Like it's it's just like all right, you made the movie, but that bridge is going to be there for like a shitload long time. I mean, and I the movie te- could be horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess technically the movie is going to be there forever or whatever. But yeah, it's not like the it's not like. If the bridge does poorly, they build another one, and and we put up the uh, survivors of the bridge crash memorial bridge. Um, if if a movie does poorly, it just sucks. So I'm kind of fine with a movie being made about a person that's still alive. But yeah, bridges. Uh, no, I think that should be reserved reserved for the dead or the long retired senile like uh, the, uh no more contributions left to be made brigade like i was fine when shit started to be named after ronald reagan when he was just a doddering old yeah. fucking broken shitting himself guy that was weird but that's kind of fine because he's just a doddering old he's not gonna it's not like he's gonna write a fucking book that's gonna win the pulitzer like he's but, just he's but, he dead. but, it, but it is, does he really need to be memorialized oh what i just picked him because that's the one i could think of that yeah. he was that oh, he was cool. old well, his, his name's named. definitely been used though you know and while he was alive but it's like he wasn't i mean he was alive but he was like shitty alive it's not like he's gonna offer you know earth Gwyn probably is gonna write more books so it's not yeah this is not you should not name it after you know like yeah. when um I, oh yeah i guess salinger's dead but that salinger documentary came out and i haven't it, seen that yet i haven't either i i like i don't really like knowing too much about writers i like and i love salinger so mm-hmm. i don't really like to know too much about their personal life it just i don't want it to like i got too much of i was raised too fucking american in the 20th century that well, you have too... a you have an ideal of him, and I, like I do with a lot of writers, and even and I saw the Salinger uh, doc on Netflix, and just seeing his face, he was like sitting yeah. at a desk or in outside or somewhere. Just that alone, I was like, I had no idea what he even looked like. That's the thing, yeah. But mine's not even idealizing. It's um, I want nothing of them. I don't want it. I don't want. I don't want anything of theirs to color anything. Like I, the book is supposed to be the book. I don't give a fuck yes. what you did before, after, or, or during. Like, like Hemingway, he's a but, pilot. But, he's a pilot but, garbage. Like, he beat his wife. He's a shithead. But like, that's not in the book. The book is really fucking good. Or you know, I'm just uh, you know, or any of it's given. Like, yeah, you're like, right, like you're if right, Hitler, you're right. if Hitler wrote like an amazing book. I, I, you shouldn't use Hitler. I, I hate it. Some other really oh, shitty you gotta guy. Go, you gotta go. You gotta, ulti- you gotta no, go ultimate. But card. that might. But that that might even be like over the top. Let's say. Uh, well, um, he, his it sold a lot of copies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No, I read mine. Copy shitty. But let's say uh, Kaczynski. You know the Unabomber. You know. All right. So if that guy wrote this amazing, like one the best work of literature that's come out in the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. I want to have nothing to do with him being a Unabomber to affect me. Like that book stands by itself. I don't care who wrote it. I don't. And this I'm coming from a writing as a writer. I don't want it's, it's, you to have me in that book. Like, it's so weird because it's unfortunate I have to ask my friends for advice because I don't know a lot of you know, other people that I can ask. But like, when people say things like, "Oh, I can only," you know, I I read it in your voice. And it's like, Ugh. like I know why people say that, but it's like mm-hmm. I don't think they realize how kind of distressing that is for me. Because it's like, don't though. Like that's you don't know my voice when you read that book. Clear knowing my voice away because 
that's not me in that book. Like that's, I'm, that's a book. It stands there on its own. Like there should yeah. be no, no anything else added to it. So I don't remember why I started talking about this, but the point is, um, I don't know what the point is, but you shouldn't bring anything to a book. Oh, Salinger. That's yeah. why I didn't watch it because I got ruined with Bukowski. I used to love Bukowski. And then you watched Born Into This yeah. or whatever. That no, is. it's not necessarily that it ruined because it's also kind of Bukowski is one of those things that it's a young man's game that, um, yeah, I think after a while, if you're still reading Bukowski in your 30s and like identifying with it, that 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 doc killed me a little bit too with him because when when we were younger, it was it was just such a a radical, it was just such a radical new style and author, and it was so real. And then and then when you would when you went through a whole documentary you you were kind of like you were like you're like that dude was a fucking piece of shit yeah but and then you're like okay but his but his liter some of his literary works were so rad and the, but then all but then when you when you see his his real life then all of a sudden you're like well what do do i give him the benefit of the doubt because he was a good author or do i discard him because he was a piece of shit yeah see i like being able to do both like i i don't like like I love Salinger, I really do. Like uh, 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 Richard Prodigan, uh, yeah. one of my favorite writers ever. I know nothing about him. I don't want to know anything about him. He could be, he could have raped babies. I do, it doesn't matter to me. His books are amazing. Like that doesn't have anything to do with the book. Like he he doesn't appear in the book. So so then yeah. we can leave it there. We can be like, well, he he was a good author. He wrote good stories. Yeah. Uh, his personal life, he was a dick. So but at times, I guess we got to leave it at that. But at times, I get tricked into. Like the Bukowski thing is that scene where he's lying on his back, wheel kicking his girlfriend. Yeah. And like, get away. Yeah. And it was just such a petulant child. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. And it just, I literally, like, in that moment, I went, I'm never going to be able to read him again and still like it because he's one of those guys that I grew out of. Not to say that it's, you know, it's juvenile or whatever, but like, it's one of those things. It's a a young man's writer. Like, when you're in your 30s, you're probably a little bit older than that. Like, you're kind of, you're, I think you're supposed to grow out of it. It's like being like, oh, On the Road's my favorite book when you're 35. It's like, ugh, like, that's not supposed to be your favorite book when you're past, you know, 25 mm-hmm. or so, you know, like even 25 is old, you know, like, that's yeah. a young man's book, not to take anything away from the book or whatever. Right. And I could still go back and read On the Road and be like, wow, this is cool, but it's not the book that I loved when I was a kid. No. And I would, I would have, uh, have liked that about Bukowski, like to be able to go back and uh, as, as an older person go, oh, I wonder what this feels like to read now. But instead of reading the Bukowski that I read when I was like, oh, I'm just going to smoke cigarettes and drink and be a writer and like that romantic, you know, writerness. Now I'm going to see hey, I'm in a couch and I'm kicking like a like, you know, he's just like, I shit myself, mommy. Like he's just like this <laughs> gross old fucking broken jerk. Like and it's like, yeah. fuck, I can't take that out of my head. Like, you get know, I can't, of, get yeah. out. He's like, get out of yeah. here, you bitch. Oh, like, like, like I can't <laughs> separate that from Hank Chanowski, you know, like now, you know, now I'm fucked, you know. So that's why that, yeah, that's why I don't want to watch the Salinger thing that, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd still be able to do that. I mean, cause I don't know that there's many other things you can watch somebody do that make me lose that much respect. Like I can't imagine much worse things than falling on your back and wheel kicking like just like a child like i mean that's literally mm-hmm. my older brother is going to beat me up defense position mm-hmm. it was just so embarrassing <laughs> that because like i think the problem is it's it's not it's not so bad that i i can still associate it with it associate with it so it kind of affects me so if it's like oh well he was like a pederast or uh or he uh he killed a bunch of people I can't associate with that. So I can kind of like, I can kind of like not let that affect me because mm-hmm. it's just too big. I can't, 
I can't put that in my head, but I can put being just such a drunk fat guy that I have to wheel kick my fucking dumb girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. I've never done that. But it's that's within the spectrum of shitty outcomes. And there's and there's definitely a difference. There's there there's kind of like crazy uh, lost it out of control guy. And there's kind of crazy lost out of control guy that somehow makes it work. And what I'm thinking of is is kind of like the Hunter S. Thompson um uh Bukowski style versus like maybe Burroughs. Like Burroughs was was out of his head right there doing yeah. doing anything and everything under the sun living living in wherever he was in Turkey or whatever and uh but his his is I don't know it's not it's just his it's just more completely uh uh phantasmagorical fantasy yeah. kind of just and uh instead of figuring out trying to figure out life yeah it was it was like trying to figure out life with this this crazy drug induced yeah there was um, kind of like yeah, there, there wasn't a super lot of like straightforward political satire there wasn't yeah i mean in, in, you know what i mean it was just more it's kind of like a wild weirdness yeah and, in his poetry there's a little more straightforwardness but like yeah, it yeah. Is, in his books you're absolutely right but there's also a thing with with him and he's a really great example he fucking killed his wife <laughs> they, they, they remember they played the William oh, yeah. the Williams Hell game and then they ended up I I don't remember if it was him but somebody did a poem called like gunshots or whatever and the poem was set to the rhythm of gunshots with the gun that he killed his wife with so I, somebody had gotten it and then loaded up with blanks and then using that as the mm. beat read a poem did he ever have to did he ever have to no I don't think he suffer for that crime? I don't think so I mean if something weird I don't I think could wait 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 could this be a farce. No, he he did he no he did do it, but it's one of those things where he didn't get. I don't think he they actually caught it, but it's like the everybody knows the story that like in that group and that story's leaked out. It's like no, that happened. It was just I think that he labeled it like accidental manslaughter or something like that. Where okay, it was I forget what the actual details of it, but I think at the end of it, like law wise, I think it was this was an accident. Like whatever the whatever that statute is like that's what it went away with but everybody in the group like and i think they even wrote about it later was one of those like no they like put an apple on her head and he fucked up and blew her brains out like i mean that's probably not the exact details of the story but it's <laughs> akin to akin to that where it's just like yeah this was i mean he's literally i mean i guess not you know, i mean technically it's murder but it's when you have that many drugs running through it's Maybe maybe that's why I can forgive him yeah, a little more readily because it's like yeah, when it's you have like, that when you have that many drugs going through and you're and you're that smart technically it's not murder yeah, <laughs> that's uh. Oh, I heard well, a re- I heard a really great quote. To- oh, let me bring that up. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, wait, actually, let me hit pause because I wanted to look something up, so it worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, go for it. And we're back. Um, so this is the quote I found. Uh, this is from uh. Well, it's from uh, what it's, it's Mark Twain. I was trying to think of his real name, Samuel Clemens. Um, so this is from Raris Volentis on Twitter. I'm not going to spell that for you because it's complicated. But anyway, uh, he's a friend of mine. He's uh, good people. But uh, he posted this quote from Mr. Uh, Mark Twain. Of the demonstrably wise, there are but two, those who commit suicide and those who keep their reasoning facilities atrophied with drink. And I was like, God damn, that's a fucking great quote. <laughs> that's so I good. actually responded to that with amen because that is exactly it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And going back to writers that i kind of hate uh uh and this is for no reason i hate mark twain he's never done anything <laughs> wrong i just hate when i like quotes of his because you're just so fucking quotey like they're so like he's perfect little american like why does, he have, to, why does he have to be so good yeah but it's just so like yeah i'm smart at mark twain like it's just you know he's just like a snooty little shit 
You know, like he he reminds me of one of those dudes that like you say something witty at a party and then he fucking says it to the next one and he gets credit for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's just like he just strikes me as one of those sh- fucking guys, which sucks, too, because uh, he's done nothing. He's everything I've heard about him. He's awesome. Like his books are good. He's like apparently some weirdo. He hung out with Tesla. Where, where's the dirt? Where's the dirt on Twain? Oh, I'm sure. They, but it doesn't even matter. I'm just inexplicably. I just I don't like him. For, like it makes no fucking sense. But inexpli- like him and uh, the other one I inexplicably hate and this is as far away as you can is the guy from The Pianist. What's his name? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. I fucking hate Adrian Brody. <laughs> he's never done anything wrong. I I no, think he's actually it, a pretty decent yeah. actor. I I but I just I I hate his stupid face and don't want him on my TV. Like I I want to punch Adrian Brody. I I fucking hate that guy. It's because it's because he is a good actor, but he it's that it's the symptom of uh do, do the same thing every time. With him, as 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 far as acting, I think it is he's kind of the same guy every. Oh uh, yeah, it, he's he can't escape his own his own look and his own personality. Yeah, that might be like, it. There's so many actors that can't escape the, that that one role. And that's, yeah, that's what that's the you know uh, the, that reminds me of uh, you know what people go ape shit about and he's in Spike Lee's new thing, but the remake of Old Boy is Josh Brolin. Do you know who that? Is? You know the guy? You know, yeah, I know. He's kind of. I'm kind of like pe- like people. He's like a director's favorite now, and I'm kind of like, he's the same guy in every movie. I don't know his work there. I know him from um, the one with the the, the um the serial killer, the the Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Coen Brothers did it. Uh, yeah, No Country. No Country for Old yeah, Men. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I couldn't think of the fucking name of it. Um, I don't really know much of his other. I'm sure I've seen other movies of him. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But he was fine in that. Like. I think maybe I just haven't seen enough of his movies. I probably would have noticed. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, fuck, he's playing that guy again. And speaking of him, uh, another thing that I just want to tell everybody out here that if you're not of the right age range, Goonies is a shitty movie. Sorry, it is. If you didn't watch it when you were young, it's a <laughs> shitty fucking movie. Go back, turn your brain back on. Don't think of it as a childhood little fucking darling thing. It's a terrible fucking movie. I I would I'll say yes. Maybe that's terrible. Might be an for exaggeration. maybe for a child watching it. Maybe for my for a child in the Midwest. But if you have been to Astoria as a child and you live there, it's... no. But see, that doesn't count. That's like liking the author or hating the author, and therefore the book gets ruined. No, watch the movie with a clear <laughs> head and a mind for cinema. Like, all right, this is a this is a fun movie for like you know younger people. Let's sit down and see how this holds up or how it. I isn't. would say <laughs> I would say it falls apart. It falls apart once they go underground, and that's supposed to be. The Goonies version. That's supposed to be the Raiders of the Lost Ark style once they're yeah. down there, and it doesn't. It doesn't really hold up. Even the b- first part, I like the. No, I don't even like. I like the. I like the Chinese kid, um, Japanese kid. I didn't, yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, the rest of the movie, I just. It's not terrible, but it's like it's so. It's such like this famous kid movie. The, this is this is this is the test of uh, what movies you like. What is the last VHS? You might still have some, I don't know. But what is if if you don't have any VHS left that you that you used to watch? What was the last one you gave away? Do you still have some? I do. N- you don't have VHS left. I do not have a VHS player. But however, I might. It's possible I still so have what, like so, one just for. So which, what what are the, some of the last ones that you no I can you hung on you, that I, you hung on to just because you were like that's a pretty good movie Star Wars box set of the original Star Wars I had the the sweet uh four VHS uh, of the original Star Wars box set uh, of all the original cuts of the movies before they were ever it touched at all no added go, no tweaks go, okay go with, go a little less popular um I had 
and I kept it even though I had the DVD. I kept the VHS even after there we go. I had my I didn't have a VCR anymore. There we go. Uh, my copy of UHF with Weird Al Yankovic because <laughs> uh, that is such a sentimental favorite of mine. You're uh, like I don't care if I could never I never have a VHS player again. That was like I the, will hang on to this this VHS. Well, that's that was my thinking. I just threw it out when I moved, but um, uh, <laughs> I had. Uh, Dunes. I definitely kept Dune for a long time. Uh, Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one I kept even after I got the DVD. I'm trying to remember the like. There was a few that I had that were like I think I really kept... well worn favorites. I had I had one flew of the cuckoo's nest when I was like a kid. Like I I saw it really really young, and I just I just stashed it. Yeah, that's not a bad one to have. That was me with UHF. UHF was the first uh, VHS I ever bought with my own money. Like I was I saw really? it in the theater with my dad. And then when it when like it was in the video store, the the I think it was the the grocery store in town had a little video crappy video section. The so, video section was in the mini mart. Yeah, the, de- the deli mart. Yeah. And it uh it uh it was the the I guess no one wanted it, so it went to like being you know sold for use like pretty recent pretty soon after it went to VHS. So I saw it and I I was like oh my god dad I fucking need this and he's like. Uh, I mean, I, 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 do you have any money? And I'm like, no, it's kind of hoping you bought it, but like, yeah, I got an allowance or whatever. Like, I forget how the fuck I, I don't know where the hell you get money as a kid, but like, I remember, man, I was like, holy. So I watched it like every weekend, like me and my buddy Dave, my buddy Ryan, like alternate. I probably watched that movie. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if I've seen that movie 50 times. Like I've watched the fuck out That's of that. That's a movie. lot. And, and when I say 50, I'm not, you, tra- and, I'm not and, exaggerating. And you can, and you can, st- you could watch it right now. I did an episode where me, John, and Foe on this very show watched uh-huh. it and did a commentary track for it. No, of course <laughs> I will. I fucking love that stupid movie. But um, wow, uh, yeah. And when I say fifty, I'm not exaggerating because I was going to say I've probably seen it a hundred times. I went, no, that's absurd. I'm actually going to put it in the re- in the reasonable world because mm-hmm. as a reasonable number, think about how many hours I've watched VHS. If I watched UHF, oh, yeah. if I watched it fifty times, it's a lot of goddamn hours. How many times have people watched a Christmas Story? How much? How many times? Yeah, have... I've never sat through that whole fucking movie. I've you see, ki- I, no, no, I've seen you're the, kidding. No, I've seen the whole movie. I absolutely have. I've never watched the movie. I never sat down and went, oh, I'm going to watch this from A to B. Start to finish. Because it, it, it annoyed the fuck out of me because it was on all the goddamn time. So I never got that experience of getting to watch it as like a, oh, this is a movie I've never seen before. It's just a movie I've... Oh. I never saw it for the first time. No, I've always I remember, seen that movie I remember, a million times. I remember when I was a kid watching it all all the way through. Yeah, I. that's one of those films that... I think that's the age gap between us is... I don't remember a time where I haven't seen it a million times. It's just oh, it, that's up there. I was with, watching um, it before before they did the TBS twenty four hour marathon. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was up there with uh, uh, the uh, it's a wonderful life. It's like it's that level of like in childhood where it's like I'm sure I've seen it, but it's like why would I watch that movie? I've just because yeah. I've even though I've never seen it, I've seen it's uh, honestly I don't think I've ever actually sat through Godfather two all the way. I've seen the whole movie, guaranteed. I've seen every second of film. I don't know if I've ever actually like sat down and like watched it. same as godfather one tell you the truth i've always seen the whole movie like four times over i just don't know if i ever went okay i'm gonna hit it watch the starting credits and then wait for the ending credits you know all the way through it's just uh-huh. it's such a part of like the world i existed in the idea of actually watching it it'd be like what am i gonna do read the constitution it's just like that's just part of the universe you know <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the vhs that for some reason i i held on so long and i'm talking like within the last couple of years was you may remember a Matthew, a, an early Matthew Broderick joint entitled Lady Hawk. And I was so, you don't remember with, with, I, with Rutger Hauer and I Michelle Pfeiffer? I remember Fiverr. it, but I don't remember it. Like, yeah. I, I recall this movie existing, but I, I don't, don't remember it really? that well. 
Oh, it's I think if it was on, I probably would I was would so fascinated yeah. by this movie. Like, Rutger Hauer changes into a wolf at night. Or is it the other way? And yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer changes into a, a hawk at day. So when the when the that when the sun right when the sun comes, they briefly see each other for a second, uh, but yeah. they can never like touch. Yeah. And then and Matthew Broderick's just the, like the the uh, the madcap uh, prison escapee guy. Dude, I hung on to that movie forever. Yeah. It was same the same. Uh, it had the same sentimental value as a, as a Dark Crystal or oh, you know similar stuff like that. Speaking of two things, which was the very first uh, VHS my parents ever rented. Back when you had to go, when you went to the video store, you re- you actually rented the VHS player. Oh yeah, yeah. in the in the briefcase yeah. thing. And the very very first time we ever did that, we got Dark Crystal. Uh, my father uh, used to have a good job when I was very young. Uh, so we actually had a VHS player like really early, but I do remember the video store renting those. Oh, but, yeah. uh, uh, in the we, big Pelican yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. But he used to have like a good gig. So like we got like that thing early, but, um, one, uh, I will post a link on this episode on the alexcast.com. Uh, there is a, a fan, uh, remake of Dark Crystal. It's not a remake. It's he took, there is there, uh, the original cut of Dark Crystal apparently is like, a lot darker. There's no narration. There's no internal narration from, uh, from, and it's supposed to be quite good. That's super dark. So the, um, the original thing, it was like this impossible to find. Like it was a VHS and the, it, like it, it, the sound quality was terrible. It's impossible to find. So when they put out the extended edition, mm-hmm. the dude took like, I think parts of the track from that VHS, parts of the track, it, the missing scenes from the extended edition, then some like black and white animatics they made and then recut the original kind of dark, the original version they had of the, of the movie. And uh, it's on YouTube. I haven't actually watched it yet. My friend wow. Eden told me about it last night. So Whoa. I'm going to put up a link to it, but it's supposed to be kind of, uh, uh, kind of interesting. So, uh, I'll report back to you guys when it's up, but it'd be fun to watch. But it just occurred to me, my grandfather bought it for my brother for, for Christmas and it, it, or it never, I don't even think we ever opened it, but he had a copy of Krull mm-hmm. or Krull oh, with that. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had that. And maybe it's because you know, grandma died when I was like seven or something. So maybe I kept it for that. I don't even think I did because why that stupid, but like I had that stupid thing on my shelf for ever and like i think i saw the movie once like i didn't even like it but for it actually that stupid movie was there for a long goddamn time on my vhs show. well we were younger we were young enough where we could we didn't have to like take in the whole we didn't have to analyze the whole movie yeah but we, i think we were still young enough where we could we could go out and play quote-unquote play and pretend we were throwing the the crawl star oh yeah that weird yeah that, that a badass weapon to be to be you know, stated the truth. You you, dr- you dreamt about the movie, and you 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 fantasized about yeah. it. Yeah, you never you didn't critique it as as from a cinematic point, yeah much cinematic point much better universe to play with and in than uh, than actually sit there and watch a stupid movie because I still yeah. I know I watched it at some point, but I still don't remember. I remember the villain was really stupid. And, I was uh, I was really really young when I saw Rambo: First Blood, mm. so young that I remember I remember being in my backyard and purposely smearing mud on myself. Nice. <laughs> and try and then like climbing a tree with a knife. You know something. what I saw recently? Have you ever seen the original ending of that? Uh no. The, the I, original, I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, the original ending Rambo shoots himself. Uh 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 <sighs> Sergeant Shithead. How rad would that is. be? Uh that you can watch it on YouTube. The 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 footage is there. Yeah, Sergeant whatever is like kind of talks him into it and then like he puts the gun to his uh, I I figured it was his head or his he actually held the gun to his heart. And then you hear the gunshot and the, you hear a slumping noise. 
And then it's a long way. Whatever that. Oh wow! Yeah, you just credit the you credit. went you went deep track there. That's yeah. that's the credits. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Uh, that's <laughs> that's that's a part of. Yeah, that's not in my memory anymore. Well, wow. oh, holy crap! That's a. I got the soundtrack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Latore, uh, Rambo soundtrack expert on the next Alex cast. Um, speaking of which, uh, we are uh, we're done. It's been one hour and eight minutes, and I think it has been a lovely one. I think we pretty much solved all the problems in the uh, Russian-Soviet bloc. Uh, we handled the intricacies of uh, how I'm better than all stand-up comics. Um, we discussed Kroll, UHF, um, probably some other stuff, because I feel like there's no way we talked about only that for like an hour and eight minutes. Um, probably some other crap there. And yeah, that's... that's uh, yep, fucking E. I ran out of steam there. I was hoping I... Uh, Something I thought of it because I have this nagging suspicion in the back of my head that I meant to that I meant to say something on the show today. Um, this is a common thing. This is almost like the phantom vibration, cell phone vibration of of, of a podcast guy. What do you got coming up? No, it's nothing. I can't think. Uh-huh. I went through no. I went through all the bases of like how I could try to remember. It's nothing important, I guess. But like I had this nagging. I mean, again, it's phantom cell phone vibration where it's like I have this nagging thing in my head where it's like you wanted to tell people to not buy a bunch of shit for christmas for other people oh no no actually no quite the opposite i want you to buy a whole bunch of random shit on amazon but go to alexcast.com first and click the amazon ad if you click that first and then buy shit i get a small percentage of your purchase so buy thousands of dollars worth of shit on amazon but just make sure to click the amazon ad on alexcast.com first and then then buy thousands of dollars of useless bullshit uh preferably stuff that's made in like a sweatshop in some country because those idiots were too dumb to get born in America. Um, and I was really, kind of, I was hoping I'd get a laugh off of that from you. And now I feel like a shithead because now I feel like that actually <laughs> no, sounded I serious. Gonna, I was going to one up you and say amazon.com. Amazon should start selling. Uh, they should have a donation site like, Hey, looking for that perfect gift? Send the Oregon Humane Society $20. And then you're like, okay. You, you, you do that. You click the Alex Gas link or the button. Yeah. You hit, hit it. And then you, you, you donate money. And then Amazon, and then in the fine print, Amazon will receive 2% of the also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, you know, it'd be really, oh, you know, it'd be so much fun. Oh, there'd be no, uh, there'd be no end to people getting mad. But that your exact idea. Donate for the uh, the Oregon Humane Society or Oregon, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, animal hospitals or whatever. But you cl- you click after the donation it says thank you. Your purchase purchased, and then have the amount of the euthanasia drug <laughs> that you bought with your money, and say how many animals you're going to kill with your donation. Because <laughs> they have, I mean, they're both you know they are no, kill not, shelters. You just you just provided twenty. You just yeah. You're like you just killed yeah. And you, then it says an exact amount yeah, yeah. of animals. You just yeah. You just yeah. You just bought enough. Uh, you know, euthanasia medicine for four small dogs, three cats, and and your pet hamster Fluffy. <laughs> Thank you for your donation. Amazon and, will take 2%. in Christmas card. Yeah. For- <laughs> Amazon gets two percent. Alex gets one point five percent of all of your uh, euthanasia drug purchases. Thank you for shopping on Amazon. Sincerely, Jeff. I hate animals. Bezos. <laughs> Well, you're not going to get a better thing to end on that. So, uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining me. me, Uh, Thank you for telling me your tales of your Soviet bloc experience. And yes, uh, good evening.